I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive for season five of The, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. So, music over top of oh. music is how it works. Okay, I was told not to do any more music because there's already music. So I apologize. It's fine. It's totally fine. You uh, were just at the Snow Queen tonight. Yes, I was at the Snow Queen tonight. How is she? The Snow Queen? Yeah. She's good. She looks great in that photo. Yeah. Um, I had a weird day where I had to go pick up wine for a festival from a restaurant that's been closed since February 12th. So... If you go into a restaurant that's been closed since February 12th and it's the end of March, it's a little scary. Um, we heard things. That's all I'll say. We didn't see things. At any rate, it was a it was an adventure. I picked up the wine for the Blues Festival this Yay! June that Matt will be emceeing. Yay! For like the fifth year? Yes! Welcome to Columbia Pike! Um, I know that there is... I have turned into that friend who I can't stand that's always singing. <laughs> I know who you mean. We are aware that when you're hearing this might be not tonight, probably tomorrow, or the next day, or the day after, but there is a SSMT reunion at Shenandoah that's happening... Maybe you're listening to this on the way there. Maybe you're listening to this on the way home. Maybe Probably you're listening not. Uh, some other time. But uh, there is something going on, and we wish we could be there. But it doesn't look like we can. Um, just because, honestly, it's the pugs, y'all. It's the pug factor. No, I have to work. Well, you do have to work, but it's also the pugs. It's also like, I can't go because I have to watch the pugs because you have lessons and the pugs will eat the children. At any rate, it's a thing. We hope all of you are having a great time at the reunion. We wish we could be there. Um, before we get into the subject of today's podcast, a few little custodial notes Please subscribe to us on Spotify if you can. I know you can get this podcast wherever you get podcasts, but the ones that count are the Spotify ones. Anchor is gone. It's now Spotify for podcasters, and the Spotify things count the most. So please do. We also have a Patreon where we are sharing things that are nowhere else. Um like uh, the Find Your Light, which is a recent concert with Broadway stars of our greatest hits of music we've written at the Lyceum. So check that out. There's more things coming, more documentaries, more fun things. Um, we're going to take a break. Before that, though, our guests today are the DeWittowitzes, Karen and Brian DeWittowitz. Yay! We had such a fun talk with them, and so great to catch up. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. 
Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello? Hello? Heron? Hi! How are you? Good, how are you? Good, uh, I'm sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey! Well, hello, Matt Connor. What's going on? <laughs> I'm sitting here with my husband and co-producer, Brian DeWittowitz. Hey, Brian. Hi, hi, hi. We are also joined by our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. What's up, folks? Oh, hey. stop it. Hey. It's been I'm a right. while. It it's been has. a while, yes. You guys remember going to see The Big Lebowski? Yes, we I were, do. We were just talking about that recently. Oh, my God. I still remember that. What's that? that? It's a movie. So many. There was a lot of good films we saw at that particular theater. Totally. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, you guys in Chicago? No, we are now in New London, Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Yes, New London town. Yup. Yup. Um, does it have anything to do with London? Um, well. I yeah. think, yeah. you know, when they were picking names for, you yeah, know. It goes back to revolutionary times <laughs> where they wanted, you know, when we were going against the going against the monarchy, we wanted to be the new new London. Uh-huh. But ironically, like, you know, then in then New York, uh, I, Colin Quinn made a joke about, you know, had they known what New London would turn out to be and what New York would turn out to be, they're kind of flip flopped. <laughs> like New York should be New London, you know, and oh, right. and we're a little closer to what York ended up being than what, you know. <laughs> Which New York uh, used to be New Amsterdam, right? Right, yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. You are listening to Geography, the podcast. Yes. Wow, <laughs> it used to be a wall. We're boring already. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been in New London? Uh, we've been here like, this is our seventh year here? It's like seven, yeah, seven yeah, years now. Yeah. Um, how, so Karen, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh. You're from the big old Pittsburgh. Yeah. And you are as well, Brian? No, I am also, well, I'm from Connecticut. Um, and, but I hadn't been here, you know, I left here when I was 18, uh, to go to college and I went to New York before I went to Shenandoah. Um, so finding my way back here, you know, in my 40s uh, was uh, kind of, um, uh, yeah, n- unexpected. I, I never planned to live in Connecticut again. Do I have um, a vague memory of, like, was it Marymount that you went to? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Good memory. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. No, I went to, yeah, I went to Marymount, Manhattan. And uh, uh, New York was a little overwhelming for me when I was 18. I loved it, but I couldn't handle it. Um, so. And you live close by because of Connecticut. Yeah. Yep. 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 And Karen, you were in Pittsburgh. Did you spend like your whole like high school career there as well? Um, oh yeah. I never left. I didn't leave until I came to Shenandoah and then I never went back. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then I never went back. Never went back. I mean, I visit uh, on occasion, but I never like you know. That was pretty much it for me. It was just onward from there. You had to, you had to escape Primanti Brothers. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. What's that? Oh, it's a it's a very Pittsburgh famous um, sandwich shop. It's a chain now. They put the um, coleslaw and the French fries right in the sandwich. Yep. Oh my God, that that makes so much sense. It really does, but it's so bad for you. <laughs> um, did, did you both realize that you were the um, ilk of the artist um, growing up? Did you always ha both were drawn into different classes or whatever? I, you know, I when I, I was a horrible, horrible student um, when I was a lad. Um, and the only the the first spark of anything I ever had was a choir. Um, and then, you know, I slowly I, you know, and I probably wanted to do drama before I had the the courage to do it. Um, and that and that, you know, the the choir in high school kind of segued into the musicals and stuff. So that that's where and then by the time I was a senior in high school, I was doing, um, you know, plays with the drama club. But it was like uh it was yeah I, I did not have the confidence to to get there uh as quickly as i wanted to and karen yeah i was um i was on the shirley jones scholarship at the pittsburgh playhouse for many years is that where shirley jones is from no um oh. no but she gave a lot of money to the playhouse and really really what? supported um uh, a facility there that was kind of like a it was like a summer camp in the summer where you went like nine to nine to four on weekdays and uh at the end of the summer you did a musical um and so and you you, you know just took workshops and and it was a really cool program because we had like we the, one of the years one of my last years there we did cats was you know a big thing and we didn't have the rights to it because you know they didn't do things like that back then so instead of not having the rights to cats we call we deleted a few numbers and we called it selections from cats but it was basically the entire show minus like <laughs> two numbers and that's how they tried to get around that but so many people were tied in with roots to pittsburgh that we actually had some like choreographers who were on broadway and cats so they came in and taught us the broadway choreography um and so we like totally mounted this what is, seems now to be an extremely illegal production um <laughs> but that was those were my high school years like doing things like that um when i wasn't taking piano lessons and dance lessons and all that stuff um so i was always doing something rather artsy and uh you know until i came to shenandoah so I hope the statute of limitations are over on that. I hope nobody gets charges. <laughs> well, I think it's well. I mean, it's been it's been a while. It's been uh, <laughs> many decades since we did that, so I think it's probably and it's a whole new program now. Uh, so yeah. I think they'll be fine with that. Um, this year we're doing only the first two acts of Hamilton. <laughs> it was really funny. I mean, we had our we had makeup and costume designers come in and show us how to do the makeup and it was really a great experience and thank goodness in my very very slim years because we all wore like skin tight unitards um it was you know it was a very interesting experience but it definitely gave you the the full experience of you know just learning every aspect and basically putting on a, a full uh production which was really very cool 
I mean, because comparatively, we at that point, I was only doing high school productions, which was on a much smaller level and budget and um, and the talent just, you know, was was very different from being a, a part of a core program like that. Um, Matthew has a, a cat's uh, affinity because uh, he did it for like six months here. Why in would DC you bring area. that up like this? Because you were just <laughs> you were just nudging the stack of books that this microphone is sitting on top of like you were a cat rubbing up against something. I have memory recall from the Jellicle Ball. You get triggered. <laughs> I get triggered. I remember shaking my booty and one time Grizabella's tail, she stepped on her own tail and she ripped it off her own costume. Oh. And she was singing memory and the guy that was playing the railroad cat, Skimble, no, was David, David, David James. He crawled on the floor and he picked up the tail like he had just found something magical to <laughs> unlock some sort of secret code. And he wrapped it around her neck. Like a boa. Like a boa. And she oh, did. Wow. No one could react in any way except that this was a part of the show. And as you probably know, Karen, I was obsessed, not before I was in Cats, because before Cats, I really didn't understand what the heck was happening but then after doing it i was like oh my god there's so much freedom in this show because if i want to scratch i can yes i remember taking several workshops on how to be a cat of course i didn't have a cat at the time but they were like go and find one and study it you know they were very method and i was like i can go study a cat uh, that's ridiculous um but um yeah then i ended up did in the long run yeah because can you, you have imagine to. Can you imagine going up to someone and saying, I need to study your cat? Yes, can I please just sit and study your cat for a while? Um, my, sure. my director said, Matt, you gotta lose some weight. <laughs> Were you wearing well, the skin tight, tight suits too? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I've gone through a series of depressions because <laughs> I was the twin. I was Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Yes. And currently Rumple Teaser has just finished her first Broadway run in Into the Woods. And I am in my living room talking with Matt <laughs> and, and or Stephen and Ryan. That's that, that you know, everyone everyone has a path. Yeah, it's a journey. <laughs> now, Matt, did you now I know how Karen feels, but did you find that the latest film of cats had oh. any redeemable qualities? We know how the public like how it was received. Uh, in the press and everything, but did you like anything about the film Cats? Would you believe, and I'm being completely honest, yes. I, I I don't watch a lot, like Ryan kind of makes fun of me occasionally because he watches a lot. He is an expert in film. I didn't, I've never seen the film. Okay. Mm, okay. Um, and I think I wanted to, and then for some reason, now I'm nervous about watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, they really butchered it, and but you, but you, I, I you were touched it. with you. Things. I loved it because I love the music. Yeah. I love, you know, I can get, I can get over things like that and I can just see what you were. I mean, yes, it was annoying the hands and the weird things they said. It was all. And the cats don't have buttholes. Very, they, they don't have buttholes. They have human <laughs> hands. It's just, it's really kind of bizarre, but I can get over that and just enjoy some good music when I hear it. And because I know the entire score, I really you know, loved it. When I was in cats, I don't think I had a butthole. Right, you know, I yeah, well, I I guess people were expecting more from it being a movie. I don't know. D Judy Dench had her her wedding maybe, ring on or something. Actually, in one I can't scene. remember. I, the there was all these weird things. Buttholes or not buttholes? Maybe they had buttholes. Man, I, don't I don't know. know. I can't remember, but I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking for buttholes. I wanted to see Taylor Swift, and I wanted to hear the music, and I 
and I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I, well, you know what? The three of us are going to have to watch the movie, and we're going to have to do a special edition, late night edition, of <laughs> Cats, and talk about the film. Yeah, I'd I mean, like I watched like eight hundred films last year, and Cats was not one of them. Yeah. You didn't see it either, Ryan? No, I. You know, I just can't seem to pull the trigger on it. I don't oh. know why. I, I am. He's a snob. No, no, I, I, I don't know. It's I, not on your radar. I love Idris Elba. How is he? I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, but everybody was really decent. I'm, I, you know, everybody was, I don't remember anything that I totally hated about it, except reading the articles and going, oh yeah, she did have her hands. You know, she did have human hands and human feet. I think all the feet were just like human feet. And I'm like, why are you, why does everybody have human feet? Come on, suspension of disbelief, people. Come yeah, on. but yeah. still, it was just kind of weird. Like you weren't going to fix that in post. I don't know. It was some really weird things that, like, if you allow yourself to get into that, you know, mind frame and um, and be bothered by it. But, you know, it's about the music, man. It's a musical. Just okay. I know that we're going to move on from Cats, but I just want to say one more thing <laughs> as practically an expert on the subject. Um, if, this movie, if, this, if this movie had come out before Cats was a thing then there wouldn't be a thing. But right. I, I think when you do like Hairspray or you see like Superstar of the film or whatever, you kind of, you know, expect to kind of just see the show and, and not be like, oh, I didn't realize Jesus was a werewolf. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, it definitely. Jesus is a werewolf? Well, you know what I mean? Oh. I think maybe the movie took maybe some liberties that was kind of maybe beyond, maybe they were going farther into uh, the cat stories that the musical didn't explore. Right. I, I just don't understand the people who were at the film going, now, where are the buttholes? I want the buttholes. <laughs> I don't even remember the butthole thing. We might be giving misinformation. We're going to have No, to I don't know. I think that was that was a buzz topic. It was a thing. It was a big stink on the internet. So okay. <laughs> Ironically. With the butthole. Um, I think me and Karen and Brian should write the cut song from Cats mm. called... <laughs> Where's my asshole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's because has anyone seen my butt? Yep. Um, to to course correct, uh, how did both of you, Karen, you go first, um, discover Shenandoah? Oh, um, oh, this yes. So it was still a Pittsburgh Playhouse connection. I had a wonderful um, director my last year there my, would be going into my senior year or, or my, I guess my senior year. Um, I also went, I did like Pennsylvania governor school for the arts. Like I was the art kid that applied to all the things and like got in and went. And, and so I was at the Pennsylvania governor school for the arts with Zachary Quinto. Ah. Uh, and so we spent a summer together doing fun things at Mercyhurst college um, and that was my first time living away. And that was going into my senior year where I had to go for the summer and like do a intensive, that was just straight theater, um, uh, intensive acting thing, um, and live on that campus and be away from family. And so I sat down because my high school was not an arts high school. And so I went to the Pittsburgh Playhouse and went to my director at the time. Um, he was the artistic director, Peter Kakuza who was this brilliant man who was very loving and very just sort of became like my counselor and my advisor because my school was so lacking in that. And he sat down with me one day after rehearsal and said, what do you want to do? And how, like, logistically, do you want to live at home? How far away do you want to be from home? And like, had all these questions that 
I had never really thought to ask myself. And he had probably about five or six um, degrees under his belt. And one of them was from Shenandoah. And so he just kind of went through a book with me and went, how far do you want to go? And so I was like, yeah, well, Boston would be cool. I, I, I love Boston. And one of my teachers from uh, Pennsylvania Governor's School for the Arts had taught there. And so I had a connection there. So maybe I'll, you know, apply to Boston Conservatory. And then um, I think St. Louis, like there were a bunch of places in the running. Uh, but Shenandoah popped on the list, I think, because Peter had a degree from there. And when we talked about location, it was three and a half hours for my family. So if I needed to come home on a weekend, I could come home. But it was just far enough to kind of keep them at bay and myself at bay and not be holding on to those home ties so, so strongly. And so I just got on my list and then, um, you know, I did my tour and had got all my acceptances and was kind of like, okay, now let's look at what we can afford and just kind of took it from there where we thought it was a, a really great fit. My parents and I felt really good about being close enough but far enough away we we came for the visit and the uh, the live audition and really felt like it just felt right it had that very mercyhurst um which is in erie uh pennsylvania it had that very mercyhurst kind of feel even the campus was similar to what i had just you know kind of participated in so uh it just it felt right once we kind of looked at things and everything fell into place so that's how i ended up there and brian so funny enough, uh, so I was a garbage student, as I said, in, in high school, um, and I had the worst guidance counselor uh, ever, um, who couldn't even, like, I, amongst my aspirations, besides going to college for theater, the other thing I wanted to do was be a fireman, and, like, that, my guidance counselor at the time didn't even have the wherewithal to say, well, then, you know, like, you should go apply to the <laughs> local fire department. They were like, she's like, well, I don't think your grades are good enough to get into fire college or whatever. What? So, <laughs> uh, so, I, so then I was like, this was right. back when there was a fire college. It was very serious. And I said, <laughs> okay, well, I want to go for theater. And, and she's like, yeah, but your grades are pretty awful. You know, not everyone goes to college. You know, you could probably figure out a trade or something. So, my mom got the book of like oh. those those books you got at, at Barnes and Noble that were like fifty best, uh, you know, theater colleges. Um, yes. I don't make those books. Yeah. But do. you like page through them, and you like kind of you know you looked at uh, you know, uh, and I think we were like looking like what schools would take you on academic probation. Was it maybe a Borders yeah. or Walden Books as opposed to Barnes and Noble? It could probably, <laughs> probably, yeah, <laughs> one of those defunct uh, places. Um, so we, you know, we paged through and I, you know, dog-eared all the ones that, that we thought that I could possibly have a shot at, did the tour up and down the coast, mm -hmm. um, visited Shenandoah, visited North Carolina, uh, visited a few other places. Um, and I got into, out of all the colleges I wanted to go to, I got into two, uh, Marymount and Shenandoah. So off I went to Marymount the first year uh, was I lived on the Upper West Side and the school was on the Upper East Side. I, I went with almost zero money. So like to get to school and everything, I didn't have bus passes or anything. It was either I made the hike all the way through Central Park, 
you know, to the other side to eat or do anything or, or what have you. Uh, and then I started to, uh, you know, have fun doing, uh, you know, uh, things. things that kids do at that age. You're uh, 18 and you're, you're uh, in New York. What are you going to do? I'm in 18 in New York. I think I had like a thousand dollars when I went and I think I spent it. Yeah, and that was like for my books too, but I spent it all in like a week doing anything I could possibly do Jesus. in New York City, you know. <laughs> Like go to a, a a a shitty peep show in Times Square, buy some like uh you know uh, uh pencil shavings from some homeless guy on the on the corner, like just throwing my money, go to any bar I could for uh, the weeks that I I had any money in my pocket, it was just gone. Um, I had an acting teacher at Marymount. I think her name was Adrienne Williams. She was doing off Broadway stuff at the time. She said the first class. If you miss, she goes, you don't miss this class. This is what you're here for. If you miss two classes, you're done. And I, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And so sure enough, within like, you know, the first three weeks, I missed the class and then went through the rest of the semester and was, you know, doing things. And then like a couple of weeks later, I missed another class. So I show up to the next class and she goes, oh, hey, what are you doing here? And I said, well, well, I, I'm here, and, you know, I have my monologue. She said, no, you, you're done. You, 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 you missed two classes. And, and I, she, and there was no, I begged, I pleaded or whatever. And um, she said, I was done. So I was like, fuck, I'm at, I'm at school for, for theater. And I flunked out of acting in my first semester. So I spent the rest of the semester not going to school. And I, uh, and I just had fun on the West side of, uh, uh, New York. Did you get a job? Um, I w yeah, I worked at FAO Swartz. <laughs> um, you were the Balzac uh, balloon. Yeah, guy. I so I sold Balzac balloon balls <laughs> in a in a uh, the little balloons you put in a fabric cover, and they would mm -hmm. become like a hardened. Uh, uh, Those uh, were ball. awesome, by the way. Um, and I think I I I worked at a candy shop for five minutes. Um, but anyway, I. I I had a lot of fun and then I went home and I worked and honestly, my, my go-to plan to the next year was I was going to move back to New York city because you had made friends there. I wanted to uh, pursue like stand up and improv or something and to stay in New York city and don't go to college. Um, but then living at home with my parents for uh, you know, into that next summer and you know, just realizing how shitty life was uh, when in how much easier it was and, and fun to be in college. I was like, I think I'll try college again. So the I had auditioned uh, for Tom Albert in Hartford, Connecticut, um, my senior year of uh, of high school. Um, and, you know, I had got accepted to SU and the so I, I wrote SU and I said, does my admission from the year before still stand? And they said it did. So then I went to. Uh, like, yep. <laughs> so I so it's weird. Sometimes I think there's an alter, alternate universe. Like I, I really was accepted to go to SU in 94. Um, yeah, you would have you been there. I showed up You're with, uh, you know, Ryan and Karen's class of 95. Yeah, you're in everything, everywhere, all at once. In a multiverse, yeah, yes. you're definitely leading that life. Yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't seen that yet, so shh, don't spoil it. <laughs> oh, 
R- run, see I it. I think there's now. a I know, on someone's it, head. It's on my list. It's on my list. Okay, I have a follow-up question. This woman that told you that you were done. Yeah. Looking back, um, do you think that she did a good thing? Or do you just kind of think like, well, F you. No, I think she did a good thing. And I think that, I don't know, that that seems, I, I think... Um, just, I'm a teacher now and, and I, I tell my kids that story and that, you know, that, that it, when I try to tell kids about the things that I preach in my classroom, just about, you know, just about respect for each other and safety and all this stuff. And like, it all matters. Um, just, yeah, just, I, I thought that was a great wake up call for me and I think I needed it. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And I, I probably was more suited to go to SU in the pace that Shenandoah was at the time. There was something about Shenandoah in the mid-90s because I don't know how you guys felt, but I always felt that town was at least a decade behind. And we had this really magical experience you of mean, going. Like Tape World at Apple Blossom Mall. Yeah, yeah, we had this. We lived in that town. Tape in, World. In that, you know, with the, you know, with all the benefits of the program, but also just, I don't know. It was like, uh, uh, um, it's like we went uh, back in time. Yeah, a little. Well, and, and you coming from a big city. Yeah, you know, and, your first year, and then coming to, we had a sheets. So, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't no peep show. Well, depending on what time you went, I mean, but that was that was it. We didn't have much, you know. It, it's yeah. like we went to college in the eighties. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Pl- yeah. Plus, you know, when you think about, you know, we didn't have computers. We didn't have. <laughs> yeah, we didn't phones. have smartphones. <laughs> I think Karen, well, people lined up at Karen's door to use her word my, processor. Yeah, I had a uh, dot matrix printer. You know. And I, I Karen is the only one on campus too. with a video camera as well. Yeah. What about the, there was a computer lab. Yes. Yeah. So we all had email. Remember that? Yep. You had to wait in line. Yep. And wait in line to check your email. Netscape. I remember web that. crawler. Yeah. Yeah. I think I went to the computer lab maybe like twice. And, and I was like, forget this. One of my, gonna... one of my key like 90s memories um, like one of the most quintessential of all time that I can remember is being in that computer lab after I waited in line to use the computer and I was sent the hamster dance by someone. <laughs> <laughs> and when I think back on, and I was like, you know, hitting people on the shoulder, like, check this out. Isn't this funny? That was like, exciting stuff back then. But wait a minute, while you guys all thought that you were traveling a few decades back, I was raised two exits away <laughs> and I thought I was really going into town. You must be <laughs> right, right, yeah. Because when we went into town, when my mom said we were going into town, we went into Winchester. Oh, wow. And so I thought I was going to school in town. Wow. Um, and I still feel that fancy. <laughs> well, you should now. We just we we hadn't visited in years, and oh my god, we just went through this past summer, and that place is a is acres and acres of commerce. Now. Any store you can imagine is there, and I just was so overwhelmed with it. It was too much. It's the kids have no idea 
how lucky they are to be there now. We used to have to walk to school. Yeah. Is it is it lucky though? I don't know. I thought it was charming yeah. as well. Like... Well, I'll I'll tell you this much. When there's nothing to do on a Saturday night but go get some Walmart chicken, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I will say that they're lucky in other ways too. They're lucky because the program is now one of the top programs in the country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they get all the things that we never got. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. But that's with any program in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the gymnastics people that win the gold go on to be the next coach and they teach their yeah. students even better. Yeah. Yes. Woo! Don't get me started. Yeah. Yes. No, you're abs you're absolutely right. But That's I think right. the the individualized sort of attention that we got at the time, I think that was kind of that it's got to be a little bygone too. Like the the attention you guys got with the one person shows and yep. Um, What'd you, you know, work on? Uh, and, and some <laughs> of the other things. The bigger the school gets, the the lesser you know that you you, you get that you know. So Brian, you started SU when? I started in the uh, fall of 95. And, and Karen, you started when? Fall of 95. So you basically were basically seated in some of the same rooms. Yeah, yep. we, we met in um, we met in Stagecraft 101. Oh my God, this sounds like it's the beginning of the film. Yeah. So you were saying about... Uh, oh, Bill, Bill, yeah, he... I will hold the phone. He kind of, you know, he... he was uh uh he kind of started mentoring me when i was um a freshman and and trying to lure me kind of towards the world of tech technical theater i think um but at the same time i could remember he he was a little worried about me hanging with karen because i was a little bit of a fuck up at the time and she had her shit together so um but we proved him wrong <laughs> um I'm, I'm, I, this cut out, I can't remember. So we we're talking about you two. Yeah, I was just going to get into the movie of, of what shows you worked on together, what, what, what was your journey together and separate at school. Mm. Um, oh, what shows? Well, I got, I got the scrapbook right here. Oh, God. He's pulling out my mom's <laughs> scrapbook. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, she gave me the scrapbook for graduation from Shenandoah. Um, so I, I, I mean, I remember doing some children's stuff. Like I remember running lights for what was that one children's show in the studio that you did where you had to dye your hair. Oh, the, the, the land of the dragon. Land of the dragon. He, he had the lead in land of the dragons. And I remember I did lights for that. Um, so that was like a, a big thing that we worked on together. Um, and I dyed your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for that, that, my first play at SU was Lindy Herman's Readers Theater, The Rhymers of Eldritch. Yes, um, which I had to. Um, oh, who was the sweet girl who was like a couple years ahead of us, but she was such a good actress. Heather Ward. Heather Ward. Yes, I had to attack her in that show. And it was Reader's Theater, and I, it was so awkward for me because she it was like it was like Reader's Theater with minimal blocking, but she wanted this attack scene to happen. But had, I had and to you like, had your books, you but I had the book, and, and I was also a little paranoid to be away from the words and the text, and um, uh, until and then she had a meltdown over me because I I was I was like fumbling between 
attacking Heather Ward and then holding my script at the same time. Oh, it was so embarrassing. Um, that was your first? That was my first play, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Karen, what about you? Do you remember some of your kind of beginning things? Um, I got in the freshman year, I got into what was the first musical that I got into? Uh, we, we did. Only the guys got into whatchamacallit, um, the, the fall musical, which was Jesus Christ Superstar. And then what was our spring musical? Oh, uh, good news. Good news. Oh, yeah. Good I got news. into good news. I was one of the few freshman girls that got into good news. And that was extremely controversial. Um, I saw both of those productions. Yeah. It was very controversial because, you know, no freshman girls were going to get in. But somebody had and it was funny because we got back from we got back from um winter break and uh brian had surprised me in pittsburgh and he came down to um he he took the was it a bus yep. yeah he took a bus down from connecticut to pittsburgh and then was gonna drive back with me through the mountains and there was a horrible blizzard that like shut down the school and I, and the highway was shut down and there was no traveling. So he had to stay, well, you know, at my parents' house with me and we had to wait for the roads to clear. And in the meantime, some people had made it back to school and the cast list was up. So some people were already on campus while everything was shut down during the blizzard and the cast list was up and had like, was it Jen, Jenny Kleinpeter or something yeah. was in the chorus, but then she decided to quit and go be a cheerleader. And so by the time I came into town several days later after the storm had subsided, some Hal had crossed her name off the list and penciled my name in. And so it was extremely controversial because somebody thought that I had done it. Like I would do something so horrific, like cross Jenny Kleinbeater's name off the list to put my name, but it was literally done in like number two pencil. Um, and so, and people had already seen the cast list you know, days before. And so when, uh, you know, somebody asked me, did you get in? And I said, yeah, I did. They're like, no, you didn't. I saw the list. I'm like, I, so did I, and I'm on there handwritten in, but I'm on there. And so it was very, yeah, it was not a good time, but. Um... I also just want us to pause and ponder for a moment. Yeah. Who would believe <laughs> that you could take a pencil to a cast list <laughs> and make it so, and that you would have done that yourself. Yes, that would, that would and be... that I would have done it. It's not like I was this day two of school. Like, we have already been there, right? That's insane. And people already knew who I was, and I wasn't the person to be like, fuck Jenny Kleinpeter, like, <laughs> I'm in the show. And, you know, like, come on, what the hell is that all about? So there was this huge uproar until it was confirmed that, yes, that was hell. And those are his little block letters. And and uh, honestly, wouldn't you have scratched out like the lead? I <laughs> right, guess. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. 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 I was like, <laughs> I think that's on how to like, couldn't he have like pulled it down? Or, like, or made a new list. How about reprinting? Right. But that I guess that would have been weird, too, because it was already posted like it had been posted for days. People had already seen it, including Jenny, who came back to school and went, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go cheer and I'm going to have a heart to heart and I'm going to change, you know, my path. And wait, and who so, was cheering? Jenny, Colin Peter. I don't remember that. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I do only because I lost some friends over it. She um, went and cheered for like the basketball team? Yeah, for, yeah. for, yeah, she was yeah. a Hornet or whatever they were. Yeah. 
Yeah, she left. It was um, like because it, it was her. Listen, I think it was her last production, right? And she went. I'm not going to be in the chorus. Like this is ends. I'm leaving, so I'm just going to go cheer and have a good time. And she did. Got you know, she wanted to go have a good time, and she did. You but guys, that opened the door for me. This so. is why cast lists aren't like posted on bulletin boards anymore. Right? <laughs> it's I just think an email. We changed, we changed the whole process. Like. I mean, you have to do you have to do offer letters first, obviously, because that was just really. Oh, tacky. I'm offer only. Yeah. See, yes. so and um, you know, she had right of first refusal, and she refused, and so I jumped right in there. Um, so that was the beginning of my. So that was like there was only a couple girls that got into the freshman, um, that you know, as freshmen into the spring musical, um, and so that was that was that. It was a I good just, time. Just briefly want to touch on another favorite um, cast list goes up moment <laughs> from my SU years. It involves a certain Ronnie Davis. Oh, Ronnie. Oh, and it, it was the cast list for The Wizard of Oz had gone Marcus up. Marcus Davis? Yeah. Yeah. Karen always called him Ronnie. That's his name. I know. So, <laughs> so oh, I'm standing with. Marcus at the cast list for Wizard of Oz for SSMT and we're looking and he turns and he goes, all right, great. So I'm a fucking flying monkey. And he walks away. <laughs> and we reenacted it because he like did a the three-step turn as he yes. walked away. Um, he was the best fucking flying monkey I've ever seen. You know. You know. There's a picture of me and Ryan and Marcus dressed as crows that, where is that? I mean, it's right there. It's on Facebook. Is it on Facebook? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's really what grounds me in life is, <laughs> is that picture. Well, breakout roles like crow. It reminds me of Juicy Parts. Yeah. Yeah. Very Juicy oh, Parts. Yeah. call that. Hey, Karen, I remember that snowstorm. Wasn't that crazy? That was a crazy, I, like, we don't have them like that anymore. No, I was on campus, and, like, I remember walking down between, was it Funkhauser and Racy? You know, there was, like, a little walkway down there, and, like, it was like an igloo. Like, you were walking through, like, this tunnel of snow. Yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. wild. It was even wild by the time he came out. Now, I had a tracker, and so my dad was like, hey. A geo tracker? Yeah, I had a geo that. tracker. I had a geo tracker, which was the joke going through the mountains. And so my dad, the, the morning we were supposed to leave, my dad woke me up and was like, you're not going anywhere. Like, there's no way. And I called the school. The school is closed, and the, the highway is shut down. And so you're like, but the cast list is up. And I exactly, I'm like, but that, but we had no idea. Like, I knew it was going to go up, but there was no like cell phones. There was no texting or emailing your roommate. Be like, you know, on campus, can you go take a picture of a screenshot? Or there was none of that. It was like, well, I will see it when I'm physically in front of it. Um, that's you're like, that. does anybody so, have a pager that I could beep? Yeah. So it was just that. That was that. And so we had to wait. But even when we got back to campus. It was still, I remember sliding down the hill, like just sliding down the, the actual, what do you call that grotto? What, what do we call it? I don't remember, but um, it was, it was really, it was a sheet of ice. It was a sheet yeah, of ice. Yeah, that hill was no joke when that it was, was bad there. weather. It was a sheet of ice. I slid all the way down there to get to Armstrong to see my name, you know, printed in, in pencil, and then had to trudge up back to, you know, um, to Funkhauser and then get everybody going, you're lying. <laughs> Why would I lie about this? I almost killed myself going to see the list. 
Um, I crashed. So, yeah. I crashed that tracker. Yeah, you did. Going down the hill on the Bob Evans side a couple of years later. Yeah. Oh my god! Again with more. Yeah. It was a, it was not another snow. I think. Yeah. So then we ended up staying. That we stay that fir- first year. We stayed for summer theater. Yeah. So that first year after freshman year, we both stayed for summer theater, and and that was like you know we stayed and and did all the Armstrong shows, um, for summer theater, and that was that was a good summer with like hello dolly and and all that fun stuff so that was we you know we were involved in in all of those shows together um other just a quick side note danielle ferretti had a room in parker that you could kind of overlook the hill that went down past the chapel so on days when it was icy we would both have hot cocoa and look out the window and watch people fall <laughs> How awesome is that? We didn't oh. have Netflix. Oh, oh my God. Karen man. would have been right along with I you. It's one been, of her favorite things to do. My favorite pastime is watching ice skating and 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 and, and having the joy in the falls. It's it's very sad. It's a secret, secret evil thing that evil, I've always had. Yeah. But it's just, you know, they work so hard and then they fall. It's it's it's, it's a it's, it's sad, but shot it's hilarious at the same time. Like Oh man, like I would hate for it to be me. And that's why I don't ice skate. That's right. That's right. We've, we, you have sense. I made that choice. Yes. So from humble beginnings, uh, some other just highlights of your times, like whether it shows moments, whatever, while you were at SU. <laughs> well, we just sent you one. We just sent you pictures from the. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. We saw it. We... Why, wait, 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 why, wait. Why is Brian sending me pictures of himself in the Mikado? <laughs> That's not Brian. Brian wasn't in the Mikado. Because do you think we would be allowed to do that kind of show? No, no. Uh, this is why I will never, ever be able to be a senator. Yes, or, I mean, <laughs> because maybe, those lids, do you remember the eyelids that we had to glue to our, what were they? Oh my God. I got pulled over wearing this makeup going home. Oh my God. But that, and then do you remember when we did, what what show was it? Was it Bloomer Girl? Yeah. That we, they were going to put Maggie in blackface. And, yes. And, and then it was just this huge deal where there was getting, you know, there was talk of like being arrested and I'm like, what is going on right now? And like, we would never be allowed to, to do these shows. It's just, it was a different time. <laughs> I can't tell you what it means to be in the scrapbook. Oh, the scrapbook <laughs> is. <laughs> and I had no, remember, I had no say over that. Like the scrapbook was a gift. So it was just presented to me at Cork Street Tavern. After this, <laughs> after our graduation ceremony, it was like, here, we've been working on this for months. Um, and yeah, there's ticket stubs and programs and brochures. And yes, my, my three sister-in-laws and my mother sat for months with their, you know, different stickers and whatnot and uh, went through. And yes, it's quite, it's quite the thing. God, you know, I think downstairs in my trunk, I think I have every single program from everybody's one person show get ronnie in there oh really that's funny yeah yeah that's funny um well did you did you both decide on uh where you were going to move after su or was there a conflict of interest of where you should go um i chicago um 
was yeah. unanimous. I I, yeah. I def I think it was unanimous. I think we yeah. got we got caught up in sort of like the we kind of romanticized the idea and we, we were kind of steered in that way by a few different people. Um, I was really into it to, to start doing um, some uh, improv. improv and stuff. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, looking back, I always, I don't know if it was always like the best first place for Karen, but I, you know, um, but we, at the time we were both, I think pretty on board. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we definitely were. We wanted to definitely be someplace we had never been. We wanted to start fresh. Um, so we had some ties to other places and I, I never really had the New York bug, um, at that point. And so we just decided to go someplace new. And I think we met with, didn't we meet, we had, an, we met with an alumni from Shenandoah. Who was that man? <laughs> There was oh, it was man. someone we met that Penny's noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got uh, how it was an old alumni that Hal set us up with Philly. No, yeah. So we we ended up going to we never just go someplace. We always would take like a spring break or a vacation and go and visit the place that we researched and kind of set up auditions or interviews or whatever. That's kind of like how we have done our whole career and so we went again we drove oh, did we drive we went, yeah we drove we stayed at a hostel and a huge snowstorm hit and we got caught we had to stay in chicago um for long it was terrible and we were in penny's noodles meeting this old alumni from and when i say old he was like an older gentleman right um and we were meeting this old alumni um at penny's noodles and it started to snow and by the time we were done with dinner we couldn't get the car out. It was one of those ridiculous, like another blizzard that was like, are you kidding me right now? Um, and so it, we felt really good about going to Chicago. And then um, we were there for, you know, we, we were there for a long time. We went back, I think, a second time and took a train, if I remember right, um, during spring break. And um, so we really, really did our research. And then we ended up staying there for a long time. Um, I want to pause right here stick a pin there and i had gotten up to get a beverage and matthew had moved us on we have to go back to su for a second Be we, we can't all the memories are trapped in no, the no, book. no 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 in the book no 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 <laughs> um now brian i i knew you we had interaction we had interactions god look at that who is that rupaul brian keeps sending pictures to matt <laughs> Um, this is how we remember you, Matt. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. And I was, I was a member of the church. I, and, just, and wait, remember that my mother is cutting these out and doing this on the slide behind my back. And she went, "That's the one. That's going in there." What's on my arm? You look like a bug. Well, you know, I would say this is a vision. It's something. I'm. I, I can't wait well, to print this out later. Yeah, we'll put it on the fridge. Um, but Karen, you and I worked together a lot yes. um, and I was obsessed with you <laughs> and the picture of us I think okay the picture that Brian just sent where I'm in the how how dare you red smoking jacket and you're in a gold <laughs> dress is that guy the dentist who played the love interest in Gigi yes in Gigi yes yes where I ended up like being the the oh whatever that was I don't remember the character but I was the featured dancer in that show which was hilarious yeah and you was that she is not thinking of me or yes. something yes and I'll never forget I had hurt myself somehow and I had like three 
three broken ribs. And, um, and I, all they did when they, when they staged that number was I was constantly arching my back and, you know, and, and I had this brace that I had to wear because of my broken ribs and it was the most painful song ever. Um, but it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And his last note, it was a, it was, it was a, it's going to be May kind of situation because he, he sang, she is not thinking of May. Yes, that's true. He did modify the vowel, yes. Maybe she wasn't thinking of May. Um, well, I wasn't thinking. I was more of a July girl. Yeah. So. yeah. It totally works. Other quick just memories of things. Uh, you in the music theater ensemble, Blame It on the Movies, singing Seely's uh, Blues. And Milkman. And, oh, God. <laughs> and then you playing Phyllis in Follies, Obsessed. Yes. You playing yes. Smitty in How to Succeed, Obsessed, yes. Paris Original. Um, and I will never forget when we were, I think we were doing, I don't know what we were doing. You, you uh, Maybe Sweet Charity. I don't know. You had a T-shirt that you would always wear that said Polish Princess. with your like uh flannel tied around your waist and your like dance pants or you know (laughs) whatever it was sweatpants pajama pants um and you would oh there's a beautiful picture of the two of us i was obsessed with you i thought you were the like most incredible gifted talented performer what is this from that was from you guys look like you're getting married I think that might have been like of the icing or something. Which one? Wait, let, let's go back because they're all. He's not. It's a. It's a. It's a powder blue, um, not three quarter, but a shorter sleeve. I'm telling you that has thing. to. That has to be uh, of the icing because I didn't wear bow ties in college. Well, but this was all. You know. I do want to point out that the third picture that was sent to me that I would do, do not want. Uh, anyone to, to know what it is because I am in the um, witness protection program. Yes, that's of the icing, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the matching top to this picture number three is actually, I've heard, upstairs in the closet. Oh. <laughs> and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my movie to land on Netflix so I can sell it on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I remember you doing this shuffle across the stage in Lucy X and Jesse Y. And Marcus Davis, I think, choreographed that Follies. Um, mm-hmm. And he said, it's the Pittsburgh shuffle. <laughs> Curran. Curran. It's the Pittsburgh so shuffle. And then, and then just briefly, the Evelina in the Bloomer Girl. What, oh, okay. The show, can we talk? There were problems. Why were we doing this? Why was Maggie in a pickaninny wig? Like, there was a lot going on. Sharon Donovan stepped through a window. Um, and you were Evelina opposite Mike Grubbs. Yes. Um, a lot of people got in trouble for drinking. Yeah. Uh, yes. Sunday in Cicero and, Falls. And playing um, uh, Switch the Mole. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Switch the mole. Yep. You remember the switch the mole, Ryan? Not, yes. not until you just said that. Well, listen, this is what happens when, when kids did not have cell phones to yeah. hypnotize yeah. them. Yeah, to yourselves. I was a little busy during that show, so, and, and you know. The, uh, <laughs> and, the, and the chorus is backstage of, 
Evelina, won't you share your sweet vagina, vagina with, with me? me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we said pink, but that's okay. Oh, oh no, you're oh, right. Yeah, I'm sorry to butcher the, uh, yeah. the Weird Al lyric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a, uh, we, we, boy, there was some chestnut shows that we did there at that university. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember shortly after talking to somebody who was like a music theater aficionado who was like an older guy and he was talking about the works of Harold Arland and Bloomer Girl and I was like oh I did Bloomer Girl and he was like I've never met anyone who's done Bloomer Girl (laughs) (laughs) we did Um, all right so back to Chicago I know I'm reaching back into a pit of memories 20 some years ago can you tell me about the film Wicker Park (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, uh, that was crazy, that Wicker Park. So that was, um, so I was doing, well, Karen was in the, was in the trip too. We were doing improv um, in Wrigley, uh, the yeah. Wrigleyville uh, area in um, north side of Chicago. Uh, we, we were tasked to go flyer for our shows that were like at midnight. Midnight and 1 a.m. Um, were our shows. Oh, this so, is Josh Hartnett movie, right? No. No, no. Uh, no. Like independent this was one. this was a short film. So I was um, flying on a corner, and these these guys rode up. Were they on a motorcycle? Yeah, they um, were big motorcycle guys. And um, so one of the guys, Eddie, 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 yeah. uh, who ends up being a Hollywood stuntman. Well, they were both stuntmen. Carl was a stuntman too. Yeah. They're both. But Hollywood Eddie's been stuntmen. in a in a million things and still works, and we see him and stuff all the time. But anyway. They, they rolled up on this motorcycle and they said, hey, we're here and we're scouting for uh, a girl. To, we're looking for a goth because we were near this corner of Chicago on Belmont. Uh, that was all was kind of like a somewhat of a goth district. Yeah. Um, and uh, like the, the local Dunkin Donuts was called the Punkin Donuts because of all the yeah, uh, heights yeah. that would be around there. So. That's where I'm where I was flyering. So that he goes, I'm looking for a goth chick for this movie. And I said, well, what's it about? And he describes, he goes, well, it's it's about uh, a, a girl who is, um, you think that she's a victim for the whole thing. And it turns out uh, that she's, she's the a predator. vampire. Yeah, she's, she's the, the predator. predator. So I said, well, then it doesn't make any sense to have a goth girl. You want a sweet looking girl like that girl across the street. And Karen was across the street. Nice, and, uh, Brian. Yeah. So yeah. talk to him. Oh, yeah, it's nice. So then he tell, then tells me I have this audition the next day where I'm going to go to the south side of Chicago to this guy's condo by myself. Nice. No cell phone and just go and read for him in his room. Audition. And, yeah, this audition. And I'm like, okay, I take the red line and get off at State Street. Like, like that's what you did, right? So he's just kind of like, let me know when... Like, I don't think we had no communication. It was just kind of yeah. like he knew what time I was going to be there and he was at work. So he knew if he didn't hear from me to maybe like, you know, send him the Calvary. And so I go to this guy and these were both Hollywood. They're, they were Hollywood stuntmen. I mean, Carl, the director, he was Nicolas Cage's stuntman in Face Off. And so, but here he is like living in Chicago and he, he wanted to really become a director. He wanted to step out and use his money to just like start directing things. And, and so this was his first baby that the other guy had written. And so I went in and there was a camera and I'm like, all right, I'm either going to die or we're going to um, have a nice audition. And so, yes. And then we went and shot the thing. Um, it was totally legitimate. And, um, and we shot it all throughout Chicago 
in the freezing cold and they got me this terrible like goodwill outfit that was bat a bat it was a very cute looking like sundress but it was freezing it was probably like february in chicago and um and it was backless completely backless and i'm like you guys didn't even like i should have shopped for my own wardrobe um because it was just freezing and there was no point for it to be backless but it was so we shot this thing and it was very interesting and brian and our dog at the time ended up having a, a cameo in it as well and it was just a really fun thing. And I, I became friends with these guys and we kept we kept in touch for a long time. And it ended up we knew people on the other side of the industry. When I started doing corporate entertainment, that one of the guys was really good friends with with these guys. And so I ha always had this connection with them. And they're really interesting guys. And I still see Eddie. He's he was on Better Call Saul. And I mean, the guys are everywhere. And he always he's nothing. He's he's interesting dude but he's always the you know it's him because he's not a really great actor but if you see him you know he's about to be like thrown out a window or something because <laughs> he'll give a couple lines of dialogue and you're like that guy's not oh there he goes that's yeah. eddie and so it's really funny that um so yeah we filmed wicker park and it was before the the movie wicker park which is was sad because they really wanted to sh shop this thing take it to all the festivals carl thought that this was going to be his like step out project but then he didn't look in here we go with rights again he when he edited it he didn't look into any rights to any of the music and he set everything and timed, to, it, to, the and music, timed yeah. it to the music and he used all songs that he did not get rights to so when he went to submit it to all the film festivals they were like we can't use any of this where's your rights package and he wasn't willing to buy it by then it was too late and it was going to be too expensive. And so he was going to have to go re-edit the entire thing. And he had already gotten rid of all of his raw footage. And so it really, it didn't end up going anywhere, unfortunately, for them. But still a cool experience. But I saw it somehow. <laughs> I think it's online. I think there's bootlegs of it. Yeah. We have to find it because I remember watching it. And first of all, you know me, like horror is my jam. And... Yeah. Karen is my jam. So it was like Karen plus horror movie. I was like yeah. screaming in my living room. Well, um, it was really cool too, because like this guy, he had the actual, like I got to wear the cool contacts the teeth, that cover, the well, the teeth were not a bit so, so much of a big deal, but I had these contacts that cover your entire eye. Yeah. Um, and so, and they were really thick and really they I think they were red, even though that part of it is in black and white uh, yep. by the time, but I had to put these in and then we, we were illegal. We didn't have permits for anything. So we would just go like, you know, pay for a ride on the, on the CTA <laughs> and like go down in the subway and wait I'm for so a train sorry. to come, you know, and film. We were like filming illegally I mean, in the subway. We found it. You did? Yeah. <laughs> We found it. It's not it's not, I don't think it ages that well, but it, it, it's fun. It, it's not the best script. It's not the best acting. No, no. no, maybe we didn't find it. We will find it. It's out there. We had it somewhere. I don't remember where we had it. We saw it recently somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. And then who who got me the poster, the movie poster? Somebody. Oh, they did. They did? Okay, yeah, so yeah. they got me a movie poster um, as like a gift and they framed it. And it's me. But they couldn't, I don't know, they didn't get a good still shot of me. So what they did was they took Nick's, Nick, the, oh, Nick was the writer. It was another stuntman. They took Nick's, they, they took his back yeah. and they took a picture of his back wearing this huge cross, like this gold cross. And they superimposed that to look like my chest. Oh, nice. <laughs> and they made me this movie. 
movie poster and framed it and we have it in our basement and uh, we used to bring it out and hang it like on, in October um, <laughs> but it's yeah it was that's amazing um, so did, did you just live in Chicago uh, and stay there until you just found your new home in Connecticut oh god no, no. no. We, we went, what was after Chicago we went from Chicago oh. to around 2005 I want to yeah. say we decided to change markets and we went to Philadelphia. So we did, we did theater in Philly for two years mm -hmm. um, and uh, did some stuff at the Arden and the Wilma and we were doing historic stuff uh, for the, the city. Yeah, had Brian like, played um, Thomas Jefferson at Independence Hall. So we did a bunch of stuff there and then, and then had like a, a, uh, we didn't know what the heck, like we were, the, the more we like moved around and stuff, like the further we were digging ourselves into like this big hole of debt. Uh, Cause every time you move, it's like a zillion dollars. And we decided we were uh, in all of our travels. I had, when I was in Chicago, I had picked, I had started dr driving tour boats as a job. Um, and I had got a captain's license. So at one point we were going to go down to North Carolina and I was gonna drive tours or something. You didn't do and, a fishing charter, and I was gonna yeah. I was gonna work the galley. I was in charge of the galley, and I was gonna run my own business. So we we it was a terrible idea. We went down to North Carolina. the 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 place was on Topsail Island, and um, uh, both companies that we worked for had broken down vehicles that were we were out of work half the time. So I flew back to Chicago. Karen worked at this island for another like four or five months. Yeah, and, I ended up getting uh, hired by Robert Duvall's ex-wife. Yeah. And I stayed on this island uh, with Robert Duvall's ex-wife for like for like six months while Brian went back to Chicago and 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 drove boats and, and raised enough money for us to move back to Chicago. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. we had like so Chicago sense. part two. Yeah. And we did another stint in Chicago. And then as I was kind of approaching my 40s, uh, I decided to go to uh, back to grad school and um, we went to New York city and I was a New York city teaching fellow. And then I got uh, my teaching masters and taught uh, special education in the Bronx for a couple of years. And then I kind of parlayed that into uh, when I came, I cross endorsed for a theater teaching certificate in Connecticut. Um, and that's how we ended up here. Yeah. Then when he finally finished school, um, there was a job that opened up here in New London and it was for an arts magnet school. And they were looking for a theater teacher to kind of develop their own program from scratch. And so he came and interviewed and we were then we were, you know, focusing on our final move um, from New York to um, to Connecticut. And we've been here ever since. And he's developed his own program. And um, it's been a it, it's been a pretty amazing experience. After a few years, we rented, and then we ended up we were able to finally get our first house right across the street from where we were renting for two years, and uh, we've been here ever since. So, Brian, this is where your story earlier you were talking about your students every semester or every yeah year, you you yeah. tell them look if you. Oh, don't come here. You don't want to be here. Get out. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 Go to fire college. He, he <laughs> teaches <laughs> kindergarten through fifth, so um, he Get has the fuck to be, out of my kindergarten he's, class. He's gotta be, <laughs> yeah. Gotta be a little. I mean, nicer than that. you gotta teach them young. So kindergartners, right. come on, get it together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah, so we. It's a really cool community here. It's funny to to have these experiences of being in Philadelphia, being in Chicago, being in New York, um, because we live in this little town now that, I mean, they film Hallmark movies here. When you say go to town, it's the little town that looks like a Hallmark village. You know, that's our downtown area. And so the people that live here though, they think that this is a city and this is so not a city. It just makes me laugh that like, this is, this is, like not even close to Shenandoah back in the you know 90s like it's just it's a different kind of feeling uh, but they really think it's a city but they have a huge they do have a nice like little theater community here we do have a, a big old movie house in town that was um, awarded the um, outstanding historic, historic theater. theater of 2022 like they beat out all the theaters in the country and that's our home theater where we get to produce our children's shows. So it's kind of cool that we have this old historic theater that we just did our, we, this is why we had to book you guys later in, in March because we just produced 101 Dalmatians there last, last, this past weekend. And our kids go into this historic theater and they run the show. They run the lights, they run the sounds, they run the slides, they, you know, um, ASM backstage for me. And um, it's just a really cool connection that we are getting these kids, some of whom will maybe go into the arts, some of whom this will just be one of those things that will be a story like they did this once upon a time while well, was a one hit wonder. Um, so it's kind of cool to be a part of that in this little town. Well, once again, all the things you listed that the kids do. I couldn't do that shit when I went to college. No, and no. Those kids yeah, totally. are doing it now. It's it's so wild. I was just telling kids the other day. I got a little teary before this this show started. It's like I got to talk to him one more time before the last show. And I was like, I could not even fathom doing what you can do. Just even on stage in fifth grade, forget about it. I wanted to crawl in a hole and die. Like there was yeah. in just to watch these kids and what they could do and the confidence that they like. We live in such a different world. Like there was so many more bullies and 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 just like i don't know what when we when we were growing up but like the, to see what these kids are are fearlessly doing uh at at that age i'm i'm well it was it was really cool too because like we we our comms went out um during tech we only have one day where we get to tech these kids as a field trip and our comms went out and so i had to to make a, a executive decision and just use the theater comms which are hardwired but there aren't as many headsets and so the the people that i had at the back of the house on sound which it's a canned show right so like all the tracks uh for the musical all, all of the all the music it's just it's it's a, it's a little click track so so i had a kid, a fifth grader on that and a fifth grader on the slides, which is all of our projections. And I didn't have comms for them. So I couldn't call their cues. So they had been coming to rehearsals for like two weeks, uh, three weeks, maybe at that point, because I'm kind of crazy about that. And so watching our runs and watching the show and in our gym with on a table with my computer and following along and I have a cue sheet for them. But at that point, I just had to go to them and go, you have my cue sheet, you know the show. You can see it. I'm backstage. I can't even see it. I'm just calling blind from a book. So 
I can't call you run the show, you know, on the applause, hit, hit the playoff music on this cue line, play the next song. And they did, and they killed it. They smoked, like it was, it was amazing to, and, but to know that if anybody knew that these two kids were just doing their own thing in the back of the house, like it's kind of a little scary. It's a little scary to have that disconnect, but they did it. And they, and, but a part of it's the technology. They're not afraid of the technology, you know, and they're just kind of like, and some of the kids that we had, I think if they missed a cue, they were probably been like, oh, well, you know, um, but it was just really cool that, like I said, they might never do anything like this ever again, but to know that they ran this show in a historic theater is kind of cool. And our Cruella was um, a fifth grade boy uh, <laughs> and he killed it. He just when was he amazing. He went deeper and deeper and deeper into it. Like so crazy every, deep was, into the role. So like I was fascinated by him. We had like people come to see the show who's, who didn't know that he was a fifth grade boy. Um, wow. They, I mean, even Brian's aunt came to see it and was and asked, well, how old is Cruella? And he said, oh, fifth grade. She went, she was magnificent. <laughs> wow. No idea. Yeah. No and idea. She, and she kind of is kind of on the conservative bent. So it was we just, thought, oh, here we go. So no, we just left it at that. She, she has no idea. <laughs> no idea. So it was just a really, really cool thing that That's... we've been able to do. That's an amazing, like life-changing thing you gave that kid as well. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's feeling seen, feeling appreciated, feeling uh, a safe place to do something like that. That's an incredible thing. Yeah. And it goes back to what Matt said earlier about like the gymnasts that win the gold go on to coach. And these kids have more talent than I had when I arrived at school. Like I didn't know how to do any of that. That's incredible. And, and here, I mean, We've through all these interviews, we find we try to catch up where people are now and how they're applying what they learned to their present situations. And it's not always theater involved. It's sometimes just like life involved, life involved, yes. but yes. theater and the arts faction into every aspect of life, no matter what job you have. But I love that you are meeting these kids where they are and and actually providing them with everything that you learned to take their skill set a whole bunch higher than oh there's the picture oh oh Are you just sending? Sent the... yeah Isn't just that amazing that does not look like a fifth grade boy no that's what i'm saying nobody they were so they no so fooled if you didn't know that that was that that was seamus like you didn't know and then much to what you said about his family his dad's a counselor at our school and he came up to me during tech week and said you just won't believe what this has done for him and and their family and the reason why they came to our school was because they were shopping around and trying to find a good fit for him and he's like this is it you've created this environment in this community and this is what we exactly what we were looking for and who would have thought that it existed in new london connecticut you know and so and we have a lot of kids too we get kids every year in the program that are behavior kids you know who are have severe trauma and it's something about the arts that you know the arts just if it's the right fit for you it is that kind of therapeutic you know um safe haven that you may have been looking for and i see it every year when we do these shows where you get these kids that are literally you know uh throwing desks in the classroom 
And then I have them move in scenery. Like it's the biggest deal of their life and they have to get the set change just right. Yeah. And yeah. it's amazing to see and to go, oh my gosh, like this, it's really incredible. Or maybe there are leads, you know, in the show and all of a sudden they just, they can just turn it off and focus on being somebody else for a moment and leaving that trauma behind. And it's really, it, it's just really cool to see these kids grow and hopefully it is something that they can go to because a lot of them need that that kind of you know safe place where they can go that's so amazing that they have that i think you're, you're totally right i mean i always view the dance studio and the black box studio and any place we go to create ourselves in an artistic world it's just always such a sanctuary Yes. Yeah. And it's a no judgment, no judgment zone, right? So. Yeah. To have that sanctuary is just so important. And when you realize what that sanctuary can do for others and what it's done for yourself. And anyways, well, we're mindful of your time. Um, yeah. In, in, in closing, uh, just a quick question. What in recent history have you streamed or watched that you could recommend that really kind of you loved? Oh, cats. <laughs> we're gonna watch it the butthole edition that's right no. oh, no, it, what? What are we, we're crazy about uh shrinking lately oh shrinking's uh, very good on apple tv see everybody we need to get apple tv i have it okay. yeah. you have it on your computer but like i want it on the tv i want to see it oh big. just okay. just just um cast it do the we, oh god oh, this is, we need a fifth grader to teach us how you to do, do. That. <laughs> yeah um so shrinking is very good, and it's from the creators of uh, Scrubs. Um, and so it's Bill Lawrence, and then actually, I just found out. I think the guy who is, if you're a Ted Lasso fan, the guy who plays Roy, I think, is also involved in the writing of Shrinking. And I mean, Harrison Ford, he's amazing in it. We're just really, really big fans of it. It's you just love every character, and I'm that's, trying to get that's this a new thing. Anything spooky for Steve, though? That I can oh, think of. what if we watched anything? the whispers? It's hard. We have kids now, and it's it's you know you got to wait till they go to bed to put on you know the Wicker the, Park. Yeah, <laughs> you got to wait till they go to bed to put on the stuff that you really want to watch, and then ten minutes in, Brian's asleep. So yeah, um, there was something the other night you put on that was really fun for me, and I was like, this is gonna be fun for me to oh, watch. I keep on putting on romantic adventure comedies for us and, yeah. I, and I never make it through it was a really good one I remember yeah. what I watched the other night but I watched it totally on my own because you just couldn't make it it's hard yeah. but we just did a show too though so we're still not we're still very exhausted um but shrinking shrinking shrinking, shrinking. is shrinking is good shrinking is very very Harrison good. Ford like you've never seen him I think the man is brilliant and he always says he's not an actor and he really is he was surprising oh we're also watching him in 19. 23 or whatever yeah. year yep. that's in now yeah. so we were watching him in that while we're watching shrinking totally different character you know and this is coming from a man who doesn't think he's an actor and he's just killing it you know on two different things that we're watching so right, right. we like we like those we're big yellowstone fans too we're currently into wednesday oh, oh yes. so good. we did watch so all good. of wednesday yes yeah we're, we're behind the curve but so many good like little uh cameos in that too uh, yeah, that are so fun. And they yeah. just announced she's gonna be the new. She's gonna be Lydia's daughter in the new Beetlejuice, the Beetlejuice sequel. Jenna Ortega is killing it. Yeah, mm. she totally yeah. is. She totally and and rightfully so. And well, you know what? She's been around forever. She's yeah. been a 
she's been a, you know, a, a child actor. So good for her for, you know, staying, staying relevant and now being just huge. Steve, do you have anything scary for us that we need to see? Uh, uh have you seen the film Barbarian? No. No. Um, yeah, that is okay. perhaps my number one favorite horror film. And you have no idea everything you expect. It, it's not that. Okay. Oh. All right. um, and Pearl is another one. Uh, we did see Pearl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I loved Pearl. Yeah. Okay, I'm writing Barbarian down before I forget because I, I forget things so have much. Have you seen Skinamarink? Nope. No. Um, Skinamarinkydink. Out of Skinamarinkydink, that one? <laughs> it's it's almost like it's almost like a it's almost like a college thesis film. People either love it or hate it. I loved it. There's very little that happens and very little plot, but you do feel while you're watching it that you are a child again, looking into the corners, looking for something in the shadow for like an hour and a half. Oh, I don't know if I want to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Been there, it's, done that. It's pretty incredible, but. And it, it involves a child as well, so. Yeah, uh... yeah. <laughs> anyway, but but right now I'm on a path to just seek out Wicker Park and figure out where to catch it. So it's out there because let me tell you, I had like a digital copy at one point, and through one of our moves, I lost it. And I swear Brian found it on the deep deep. Maybe it's on the dark web. Now. It's on the dark web. Karen. It's on the dark web. <laughs> but he found it somewhere, and we watched it because didn't we show Shay? We yeah. showed our older daughter, and she was just over it before it even started. She was just kind of like, "This is lame." Um, and she totally called in the first 10 seconds that it, that I was going to be the villain. And so I was like, okay, well, whatever, what, what short films have you done? Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, we love you. Thank you for catching up with us. Um, we will talk to you soon. You have our, our digits, uh, give us a call, give us a, a email, catch up with us anytime we love and miss you both okay we'll send you lots of pictures i got the scrapbook open we're ready we're ready okay. love you guys love you too bye bye, bye. thanks so much to the duwitowitzes for joining us for this fun catch up we, we had, could have talked for a while we had a great time um i clearly went on a fangirl about karen um osinski Dewitowitz, who i was obsessed with in college uh and still am uh and brian we didn't get to work together as much but you're such a sweet guy and thank you for being so open we had a great time um we are doing a lot of things right now. We are on the precipice of this Helen Hayes um, Charles MacArthur Award nomination for our Ichabod, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. We've got lots of things coming out on our Patreon. If you haven't listened to our Long Shot podcast, please do. There's about to be articles about it coming out. Things are crazy here. Crazy good. 
Um, and we are going to have a lot more to announce that we will announce to our Patreon family first and our Discord family first. There is a Discord. If you don't know where Discord is, it's a little board where you can kind of post things that it's not on social media where your aunt is. Um, and you can check it out there. Pictures, say hello to your alums, whatever. I hope that if you went to the uh, reunion, you had a great time. I congratulate um, everybody for coming together and being together in a space and celebrating everybody's past. That's what we're trying to do here. And we're going to continue to do it. We've got much more coming up, much more scheduled. And we love our Patreon supporters and our non-Patreon supporters. We love all of you. And thank you for joining us on this journey. Um, we'll have more stuff for you soon. And uh, I guess if you want to learn more about us, visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Patreon, YouTube. I never mentioned YouTube. We have a YouTube page with a lot of our works on it. Check out the YouTube as well. Connor and Smith. Um, please... Uh, rate, review, subscribe, this podcast, all those things help us out on Spotify if possible. <sighs> it is almost Holy Week, right? Oh yeah. It is really important that all of us over 45 or around 45 get a colonoscopy. And I'm taking the first steps to have that appointment on Good Friday. So, Holy Week, I get my butthole looked at. That's just what it is, I guess. It's Holy Week. Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? Mm-hmm. So, what we do for Holy Week is, at least me personally, I watch Divine Films from John Waters on Holy Week. And I've already started. Mondo Trasha was tonight. Uh, tomorrow is Multiple Maniacs. I go through the cycle. And then I get a pre-colonoscopy check. It's important that everyone does that for their health. It's very, very... Oof. You just have to do it. I'm nervous, but you have to do it. All right. Too much sharing. Um, we love you all, and we will see you next week, okay? All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.